Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello, hello. It is the 6th of the 7th month. That would be July 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about markets and and business and economics and startups, sometimes plenty more besides. I'm Nadine Blaney, very pleased to be here with Kyle Rudder. Hello, good afternoon, and it's not such a good afternoon or good day for the markets, but nevertheless, good afternoon. Okay, we'll go there then. Let's rip this Band-Aid off. The local market was down by half of 1%, below the 6,600 level to 6,594. It was pretty painful out there in the metals and mining space, in particular, along with energy. Have I missed anything, Kyle? No, I think that sort of hits it on the head. And again, we'll sound like broken records here, but it's those recession fears rearing their head again, it would seem. Not necessarily too many developments overnight. I'm, I'm not too sure whether anything materially changed in the fundamental narrative, but nevertheless, you know, crude down by 10% in a session, it's going to it's gonna bite our, um, and commodity prices diving as well, copper Metals, down to copper lows, down. It was to not seen since November 2020. It's, it's going to take our market to, to the cleaners. And there was actually a lot of bright spots. More sectors finished in positive territory than the negative, but such as the weight of the, uh, the sell-off and obviously the size of the energy and material sector in particular, um, half percent drop of the ASX 200, so front problem oil below $100, you know, just that psychological level will um, set a cat amongst the pigeons. Mm. To your point, though, I woke up, didn't see anything new, particularly on the recession front, central bank action talk that was more specific or more hawkish. Yes, a few fears about the possibility of renewed lockdowns in Shanghai, because of course, they're mass COVID testing again. But uh, but yeah, it just seems like that was the way it was going last night. And City, City had a big call on oil, yeah. Yeah, so they released, and this this is the only thing I could find that was possible that could possibly have precipitated it, based on just the intraday price action. Was City released a note uh, stating that they believe oil is going to fall to sixty five, and the Twitterverse today was drew, were drawing sort of pa- parallels between the note that was released about a month ago from Goldman about the lithium space, mm-hmm. which kind of just pricked the bubble just to touch and you know we are in sort of holiday thin trading conditions in the states we've only just come off the um uh, independence day holiday it does get thin over summer you know there is that china story there is already that narrative around global recession fears and again i'm not a big believer in efficient markets so sometimes the rug can just get pulled out from underneath the market very suddenly and surprisingly but all of those factors were there and again that city notes was the only thing they could point to um but yeah, I mean, overall, I think that the price action tells tells enough of a story that clearly we're worried about um, recession risks. Recession, not so much about inflation, apparently, according to some on the Twitterverse. I find it so interesting. Oil falls one night. Next thing you know, there's yeah. a few people out there saying, oh, it is. it was transitory after all. That was all. so last financial year, you know. <laughs> yeah. We've moved on. Anyhow, uh, look, not all is lost. Week to date, the S&P ASX 200 is still up by eight-tenths of a percent. And if you look at what moved the markets today... Well, the banks did well, despite lifting their 
rates in tandem with the official cash rate from the Reserve Bank. But also, I mean, if you think of quality growth names, and by quality growth names, many people refer to the likes of CSL, which was up by 2.6%. Um, but also today, we just saw some of what many would call growth, but maybe low quality growth names doing well. Check it out, Kyle. Whisper up 20%, E-Road up 22%, Sezzle up 37%. Maybe uh, actually just harking back to what Martin Crabb said to us a couple of days ago, so the, uh, the pre-profit names again. Pre-profit. Uh, coming, coming back to, <laughs> to life, you know. Well, and we had a chat with Claude Walker from A Rich Life today. You'll find it up on the website, osbiz.com.au. Uh, just talking about, yeah, Sezzle, his view on that, along with E-Road and Whisper and why potentially we're seeing uh, some of these, what he considers, well, in the terms of Sezzle, I think he used the word dumpster fire <laughs> stock doing well today. I yeah. I don't associate with that with me. Thank you very much, but I yeah. will put it out there. Um, it's on the public record. Yeah, so that's, that's a narrative that we continue to watch. Yeah. Hey, if you're looking for a little bit more of a... Um, uh, a, a look at where a more traditional investor is looking for quality right now. You can do so um, by just accessing it via your show notes. We've got an interview uh, that's in the can from um, a gentleman I actually don't think I've had the chance to speak with before. And it was all about um, fan favorites of Schroeder's. So both in terms of quality, he mentions a recession, pretty much re recession-proof stock, and also what short Schroeder's is looking to potentially short. Really great interview. You can listen to that via the show notes. Hmm. Um, Kyle, let's get to the stock of the day because, of course, even in the newsroom, you know, when you've got BHP down by close to 6%, you've got South 32, one, to, one of the worst performers, you know, on the market today overall. When you have the likes of, say, um, Oz Minerals retreating to the tune of, Three percent. You get a lot of people wondering if it's time to to buy. If you should thing. buy the dip. Um, we had Carl Capulinga from Think Markets and Henry Jennings from Marcus today. And for the call today, here's what they had to say about BHP. Yeah, I, I do think the downside is probably limited. And I, I had a client note um, during the week, and I said, you know, be prepared for about a thirty percent haircut. Uh, now that still sounds pretty painful when you, when you look at BHP. You know, it, it, we could be talking low 30s here. Um, that's the bottom end of the range. It's the lows from 2021 around about that 32 level. But with the break now of 40, that support level at 40 becomes a, a resistance barrier. So it represents a, the break-even point for so many investors who have kept buying that as the bottom of the range. And if we move back into that level, it gives those investors the ability to break even. So they turn from demand to supply, and then you're into this sell the rally mode. So that would be the key level. Um, hey, if you're if you're a long-term five, 10-year, or, or, or doesn't matter what I say, investor, you're never going to sell it. Everything I'm saying is irrelevant. If you're looking to buy, the message is clear, though. I think you'll get better entry points. There is a price to buy it, and uh, it's probably not far off that. I don't think it'll go to the low 30s. I think it might go to the mid 30s. But, uh, you know, we are seeing this kind of rotation in crashes, really. We've seen tech crash in the US. We saw tech crash here. We saw the bank sector fall out of bed here. We've now moved on to the resource sector. And at the same time, we're seeing growth stocks here bouncing big time. Uh, after the June uh, tax loss sell-off. So uh, at some stage, we're going to be rotating back and people will be getting back out of banks and back into the BHPs of this world, but uh, not just yet. 
Okay. Uh, not not being put to the investment committee. Um, both gents know that there will be a time to buy, but today is not it. Just patience is a virtue, Kyle, as you've no doubt learned many times in your life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, the hard Trading way. Trading life as well. The, the hard way, absolutely. But um, no, it goes kind of back a little bit to what Claude Walker was also saying. He's not, and he said this by his own admission, he's not a big... Um, you know, mine and commodities kind of guy. Um, but when he has done in the past, he, he understands, and I think we all do, is that they cycle. They're, they're cyclical stocks mm-hmm. for a reason. So yeah. we're uh, currently at the stage in the cycle that maybe it's not time to buy, but obviously, you know, they're great companies. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll rise again. Yeah, and um, Carl is not alone in saying that he saw this worm turning for oil. You also spoke with John Noonan uh, from Thomson Reuters, who I've got a lot of respect for his read of the technicals, and mm. uh, that's one to listen to as well. Yeah, definitely. If you do want to get a bit of a look on how it's evolved over the last couple of weeks, he came in two weeks ago and basically said, listen, oil, oil's price action looks a little bit ominous here. And lo and behold, we got him back on today after last night's 10% drop, just coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of spoke about where things could be going from here. And the OSX 200 as well, which he still thinks we're in a sort of sell the rally environment. So some pretty good insights. And again, if you uh, need, need the proof that he called it, two weeks ago it was uh, it's <laughs> on the public record. So. Yeah. Oh, good. Now um, we've got James Garish available via the show notes to find out what he is buying Ooh. in the metals space. So there's a bit of a tease for you. There was no big economic data here today. It was very quiet, actually, on the news front as well. EML Payments was one of those tech names. It picked a good day to release an update. Uh, It uh, was one of the best performers in percentage terms on the market. Uh, It was joined by Megaport, by Zip, by a lot of those. To our earlier points, really heavily sold off high growth (laughs) pre-profit names. And on the flip side, though, we had... You know, South 32, West School, St. Barbara, Sandfire, Champion Iron, the worst performers by percentage change, Mm -hmm. um, you know, overall. So tonight, Kyle, tonight we get a look-see into how many Americans are willing to quit their jobs. Yes, the jobs report. So it starts off what's going to be three days of, you know, high-octane U.S. labor market news, as well as the FOMC minutes too, which will obviously add some color to their last meeting and maybe set us up. Well, it's probably going to be another 75 basis point hike at uh, the next meeting, the next few weeks, end of July. Um, but totally right. Clearly, there's still those complaints. You can see it in, in um, business surveys stateside that although labour demand is slowing down from workers, uh, from, from businesses, uh, they still can't find the workers out there. So there's that wage growth story, that inflation story. So maybe you know um, the investment community, the investment world has moved past inflation, uh, but still we're going to have to be watching it. How, uh, how labor market dynamics could be could be driving inflationary pressures going forward still because it's uh, it remains an open question I think. it sort of pales in significance in comparison but we do have the services PMI out in the US as well yeah, so important we've also got the uh, retail sales coming out of the eurozone so we're expecting to see a pretty subdued lift in retail sales because again it's cost of pressure our cost of living pressures yeah. that uh, could potentially be biting there and you know we don't talk about it all the time but there's still that war in Ukraine is raging, putting a dampener really on everything emanating out of the European region. Um, Look, uh, let's call it a day, Kyle, if you're in agreement. And uh, (laughs) look, we look forward to everything that's to come in this session tonight. See what happens with oil, which was trading firmer last I checked in the Asian region. Also, we'll be keeping an eye on crypto. Bitcoin is up above the 20,000 level, but uh, yeah, whether or not it can maintain that momentum, whether it is U.S. tech to thank for it, we will see. 
Also, the Russell 2000, the small cap index, had a good performance coming through last night. But again, we keep getting these reports trickling in. You know, mm-hmm. don't forget next week is a kick up for U.S. quarterly earnings season. So any commentary coming from any CEO, you know, of any company of any size is hugely indicative and important when it comes to getting a sense as to the, you know, the shifting sands in that macro environment there. So have I, oh, Westpac just breaking now as we Uh-oh. finish this podcast, lifting its variable interest rates by half a percent for new and existing customers. What a surprise. Nothing on, the, the, nothing on the deposits. No, that's the foursome all coming to the party. All right, Kyle, Absolutely. I hope you have a good night. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.